0: Hi, I'm Ben
1: and I'm Katie and welcome to 360 View.
0: This is where we explore a broad range of ideas on all things affecting your body, your wellness and your mind. And welcome back viewers to 360, um, another week down and closer to the end of the year. The year is flying away. How are you, Katie?
1: I'm amazing, thank you. How are you?
0: Yeah, tremendous, thank you. Been poking along for the, for the last couple of weeks. Um we've obviously had a fair few guests on uh lately.
1: Absolutely. We had Meg which was absolutely excellent. So we've had heaps of feedback on that as well of how much people got out of that those two episodes with her as well.
0: Yeah, um a lot of good um nuggets out of there as far as for our mental wellness. Mm-hmm. It's um it's a big thing that's affecting society with a lot of people either um now in the space or realizing how much it um it contributes to the whole overall uh, sort of wellness of, of people, so Absolutely. it's definitely yeah. If you haven't listened to that, go back, um, check it out. It, it is a big one. Uh, we did have to obviously cut it into a few uh, because yes. there was so much into and a lot in one to to digest and in just one. a lot
1: of topics to take in. Like there was a lot around yourself and your own mental wellness. There was a lot around kids and raising kids. There was a lot of around like stuff that you might still be holding on to from when you were a kid. Um, like there was just heaps of topics that she covered across like the entire spectrum. So mm. we cut that one up into a few just so that it was, you could take some more points away from it and not be listening to the entire thing and only remembering the end part.
0: Yeah, it, there was a lot in there. So it was a good chance for us to try and break it down so that people could be, have uh, easy digestible pieces for it. So, um, so yeah, so that was definitely a good one. But um, today... It's something that um, I, Katie and I can get very bogged down in. Uh, a lot of people around the place think it's quite not tedious. Yeah, um, sort of monotonous to go through this stuff and how it gets put together. But, um, with the experience that we've had and how we've read a lot of things and put a lot of things together, um. A lot of questions around training, volume, intensity, frequency, we have done and touched on a few times previously, but probably not delved into it as much as we're going to do and give a few tidbits for today. So a bit of a shorter one uh, today. Hopefully we don't get too tangentized that we end up doing a yes. lot is, um, is trying to get down and nut that in. So we're talking about training today and the whole topic around is, is your training helping or harming you? So um, a few things to think about in... Uh, when you look at a program or when you look at something that you're trying to do and then potentially how even though when things are written or when they're put together um, how to break it down and sometimes make it a bit more personalized for yourself and and how you can do it so uh, some things can be written and you could follow it letter to by the law that's perfectly fine but in most of the times we find that when programs are written they are um, anticipated or taken to the point that People aren't going to do it exactly if they're doing a mm. GPP, like a general uh, physical preparedness sort of program and one, and there's tons of them out there online. So Your, G, your
1: GPP ones are more like a template, yeah. essentially. You have a, it's like the middle class of programming. You have your GPP, you're programming for the average Person, You're not going to go all the way advanced and you're not going to go all the way beginner. So it's just this middle class and it's more like a template so that then you can adjust that program to what you're after. So if you've been training for maybe six months and there's some skills you haven't mastered, maybe you're not greatly strong yet, you don't have amazing conditioning, then that's going to be dropped down a notch or two for you. There might be some movements you have to either substitute or change a little bit and there might be the intensity that you have to step down just because the intensity of the written program isn't going to benefit benefit you. Just because it's on paper doesn't mean it's helping you.
0: And usually you'll see a lot of the time in notes for um, programs when people write them, they'll actually have some sort of premise behind what they're going for for a workout. Yes. And that's where you'll have to either look at if it's potentially too heavy for you yes. and you need to scale a bit of load or some movements need to be subbed in or out or you need to modify with that. So and that's we what talk, it's about.
1: We talk a lot about reasoning behind programming as well. There has to be a reason behind what you're doing. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be a 10 page essay on it, but all we're looking for is, especially if you're buying a program, it should be there and in some kind of note form that this is what the aim is for the day so that you know you're hitting the right thing. Because we could do, we could have a workout written up on the board for the day, Ben does it and I do it, and we get completely different things out of that workout. Which one was right? We're not really sure what the aim was if there's no notes. Hmm. But if there's an aim saying that we want a moderate intensity just to move through, this is more of a moderate weight active recovery day, then we know that we can hit that and we're going to have to adjust load and movement to actually get that purpose yeah, because
0: my load could potentially be heavier than your load or your load could be heavier than mine in certain movements exactly. uh, to just be uh, appropriate. So hmm. my strength gains and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so, the biggest thing is we're just going through a few pointers to look at when you're training and trying to understand that whether what you're doing is actually going to hinder you or harm or, or not harm, but just go away or sort of tangent off to what you're actually supposed to you? be looking Yeah, Is it helping you or harming you? So um, when you look at a program, there's obviously a lot of things going on sometimes with days and, and you have a look at how it sort of pieces together and what you're going with. But across majority of the week, you will obviously see there's some sort of major goal. Yes. So some sort of major goal that you'll actually see. So um, when we're looking at a strength time, there will usually be your know, meat and potatoes type stuff we talk about as far as uh, majority of people put in a squat, a hinge, a hinge a deadlift, yeah. a press. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so those are sort of the three things that they're going for that are in there. There'll be either that and you'll see that throughout either a week or two and it'll either um, different weights or different percentages will do. Um, when someone's giving you a percentage, sometimes a lot of us end up getting excited when it goes to heavier mm. and they start to put it on and becomes a 1RM or yeah. a really heavy day for it and people go, it's really feeling good at 85%. I want to go to 95 and 100. Uh, that's not the point. When it's in there for a reason, the whole idea is to try and follow that for that. That is the major focus.
1: Yes, absolutely. And sometimes um, something as well is more autonomous training as well. If you have 85% written on a piece of paper and you potentially didn't sleep amazing last night or your food hasn't been great or you just have a lower energy day, that's going to be normal and you can back that 85% off. So if you know generally what an 85% squat is going to feel like for a set of three to five, then what you can do is if 85% today feels like 100%, then you just need to back that weight off until it feels the way that it should feel Mm, Um, because it can vary over days, weeks.
0: And you'll see that sometimes written as RPE, rate of perceived exertion. So how much, what you need to feel. So like you said, today, sometimes 110 may feel like 200 Mm. and next week, 110 may feel like 80. Exactly. You know, like eighty percent or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, the whole idea is sometimes it needs to be given in a bit sort of yeah. When we're training online and we've been given a program, sometimes it's assumed that you have a bit of knowledge. Yes. With how it feels and what you should and um yeah reps in reserve is another one. Of how many reps in reserve you have for, and all that
1: that means is how many reps do you think that you can do after it. So if I have a set of five, or if I have a max set, even I want to go until I feel like I have about two or three left in, Hmm. two or three left in me, and I'm going to stop there, and that makes sure that I'm not going to failure under the bar and having to dump it off my back or drop it from a deadlift mm. it's just saying I have this many left I'm going to leave it there yeah. it's heavy enough my form's been maintained and I've gotten the stimulus I need
0: yeah that's the main thing there so mm. yeah there will usually always be a major goal for for what it is so whether yes. you're deadlifting or pressing or mm. arm squatting sometimes bench pressing whatever you've mm. whatever they've decided or you've decided as your as your main things and some you will see will have all three yes as the strength bit as well and you'll see them yeah. cycle through at least sort of twice In a week, week you'll see them come in so so yeah so that's all and then that leads into frequency yes so frequency as well is to where what you're seeing throughout your week or throughout your seven days or um however long you're doing whether you're a three or a five day Mm, exactly
1: so if you have if you're training two to three days a week, then what you fit in those two to three days is going to be very, should be very different. So it's not just, if you have a seven day program, it's not just picking the three that you want to do. That's not going to guarantee the results that you wanted. Great for just general fitness, really not great for anything specific.
0: Goal driven, yeah.
1: So ideally, if you're training three times a week, we either want to alternate strength days and conditioning days, depending on the time you have, or you can go strength and conditioning in the one day and we want to maximize each one. So, with your strength, instead of having a one lift for the day, unless you're specifically trying to build strength, one, yeah. like a back squat, that's yep. what you're aiming for. If it's lower body strength, then we can superset it a little bit more, mm. meaning that we have three, two to four movements, two, three or four movements, and then we have smaller rest in between, but we have opposing muscle groups and movement patterns, meaning I might go from my legs to my arms to my core, back to my legs, to my arms, to my core. Mm. And that's going to make sure that, while I'm working my arms and my core, my legs are resting. Hmm. While I'm working my legs, my upper body is resting. And all that that's going to do is maximize the amount of time I have so that I'm not having two to three minutes of rest where I'm just sitting on the ground and or on my phone or just waiting. Waiting, yeah. Instead, it's just filling that time with something else productive.
0: Yeah, and doing more, like you say, it can either be opposing... Or they use more compound, you know, like or full body ones or something to use the whole lot. Because, yeah, as as you said with that two to three times a week, if you're doing that, then it's going to look a lot different to someone that's up to five to six times a week and Mm. what they're doing and how they're piecing it together. Because uh, you will also have in there uh, some called, you know, accessory, but it's more as we know, is the non-sexy stuff that no mm-hmm. one really wants to. Some a lot of people are now seeing, and you see a lot more on social becoming
1: more normal. Is
0: yeah, is more normal with all our accessories and everyone jumping on their bands and using heaps yeah. of different stuff. But what you see on there is potentially in someone's program for a reason. Yes. So there might. So it's no good just grabbing some workout there and then just doing it. If you're just looking for and you're working out twice a week. And you see something on socials that you want to try and have a go at and you don't really have a goal, it's just general um, fitness, by all means, that that could fit in wherever it it is. But if you're someone that has a goal and there is a reason for what you're doing, to just look on socials and see someone doing something and just throw it in because you think it looks good and we'll have a go at it, it doesn't really piece It never
1: has the benefit because we have to remember that things, your body adapts to things. So if you do it once, the chances of your body adapting are super, super small. If we do it repetitively and continuously, then our body is forced to adapt because it goes, I need, I need to adjust so that I can do this better. That's right. you're asking me to do a
0: frequency. Mm.
1: And then as soon as we stop doing that as frequently, and if we halted doing that altogether, it generally, we're going to have to do it again in future because it goes away. Yeah. It never lasts unless it's in there in some other form. So this is where your stuff, your stuff comes in, like all of your breathing work, making sure that your belly breathing, not chest breathing, um, maybe postural alignment, hips, Mm. things like your little um, hip flexors, engagement there, Mm. maybe you've got some tight spots, your calves, your footwork, making sure that your arches work properly, your toes function properly, um, even down to your head and your neck, where that position is, um, your shoulder blade stability, Mm. whether you can stabilize those shoulder blades or not, All of these different tiny little things, like even the order of engaging the core, whether you're able to engage pelvic floor, then core on top, or whether your pelvic floor is disengaged completely. This is all of your non-sexy stuff that you can't, you don't get excited to wake up every morning and do, but it has to be in there and consistently. It's like the sprinkles on top, Mm. like it has to be there. And in
0: some cases, you would see it as little sort of chain link joins. Yeah between what everything else is going in and this is what builds up and we want to make that it's obviously conscious we're making it conscious when we're doing it Mm -hmm. and we're trying to get that engagement and that muscle patterning with it it then starts to become subconscious Mm -hmm. so then as you go through and it now pieces into either those compound or those heavier days it's the stuff that you know you've done and you've got that connection and you've done all that work that that's working without you having to think about it so much like it being so prioritize in front of mind, and you can concentrate on the heavy load you're lifting or the technical mm-hmm. movements that you're doing or the things that you're piecing up with it um then we've done and the way this sort of lays out as well is if you're just going to a general class mm-hmm. uh, let's say we go somewhere and we're doing this, this is not sort of um autonomous and you're doing it at home underneath it but a lot of stuff written and when you tr- show up and you don't necessarily know what the workout is or what's going to happen throughout the the week um people it's written with the whole week or the whole four weeks cycle in mind of what's in there but in some cases what you need to remember is when you're doing it from a Monday it may be a heavy day on a Monday and then again it comes in on a Tuesday and there may potentially be something that either doesn't match with that or it's heavy still and you know that it's too heavy for you you need to be able to decide today I'm sore because it's tight we need to digress like regress to be able to do this as more a moving day yes. so it takes a little bit for you sometimes when you're just going as just talking about classes and you're just mm. turning up and doing classes is understanding that sometimes when you look at it if it is too heavy for you or the weights that are there to do be smart about how you do it and today maybe you need to move mm. not necessarily under a heavy load but just need to be able to move with some weight yes so think about loading and how loading works with that so uh, yeah, to bounce for us, back on that
1: when you're having to integrate all of your non-sexy stuff here sometimes in class like in a lot of class scenarios it's not actually put in there sometimes it'll be fed like vegetables to kids like it'll be woven into your warm-up or your cool down or mm. in your rest periods but if it's not consciously in there and you have something that you need to work on the best recommendation we have is five minutes of a daytime five minutes, a couple of times a week, preferably every night. But if you can't make every night, just a couple of times a week of focused work on either that breathing, that core, whatever you need to fix is just five minutes per day. And then that way, what you're going to find is that your body's going to improve those five minutes going to make a massive difference whether it's your mindset you're working on in those five minutes your stretching your activation if you can spend five minutes a day that has an absolutely huge impact on what you're going to be doing in your class or working out
0: and yeah and it's just building up it's building up over that week or over how much you're doing and like you say making that stuff weaving it into warm-ups and cool-downs and stuff like that that's that's where it's easily put into your day like Mm. it's not seen as an as an extra it's yeah. part of something so you're sort of doing it in amongst it
1: and the best thing like i was only talking to someone about this yesterday is um even just down to like we we're talking about hip position majorly um but having that massive hollow lower back so your hips are all the way tilted forwards which results in a lot of back pain um the easiest thing there and we found this with a lot of people who are in machinery a lot so whether you like mining etc seven seven kind of lifestyle sitting for a long period of time even office workers as well Mm. sitting um, is correcting that hip position for just five minutes at night can make it more unconscious so that when you are sitting in a machine all day yes you're sitting and it's not exactly ideal but you're going to be sitting in a better position so that that results in less pain for you
0: and it's the same as what we just said before is doing the um the subconscious stuff Mm. you know consciously throughout this so that then when you do come to that you can do it, you know, you you know, it's happening or you can feel it or it's not, not quite right to where you know it should be. So it sort Mm. of builds up from there. But um, yeah, so we've got um, some stuff with strength and conditioning day. So we talked about it before. What is your main goal? So major goals. So if strength is there potentially is something in your week, that's just strength based. And you'll see a lot of it where we put just purely strength days on the whole lot. Whereas if you're training infrequently, as in that three times a week, you'll usually see a strength and a conditioning, conditioning type piece. Sometimes you may see a whole day where it's a six or uh, six day cycle or someone doing it for a week, is you will have a dedicated strength day mm-hmm. and a de- de- dedicated conditioning because we know sometimes that when we end up putting that strength bit in there, mm-hmm. we've got to look at what we're doing for the conditioning because it can hum hamper what you're doing what you've yes. done and or go opposing or you've already fatigued it people struggle then to put it into conditioning that's so it's just helping. that's right it's just having a think about where you're going and what's in so mm. if sometimes you've gone heavy and it's back squat potentially it might go light but there might be a lunge or a step up or a box mm. you know there may be something in there but you just got to be mindful of what's coming in for it so so yeah um Absolutely,
1: because then the only other thing I wanted to go over here was how long can you uphold heavy and high-intensity training every day? hmm. Generally, these are the programs that look really fun, so it's just something to be mindful of if you're purchasing a program online or someone's doing it and you look at every day and every day is like, that looks amazing, like that looks like so much fun. It's heavy and it's fast and it's intense and because what that does is we can get addicted to that a little bit in a sense because you get such a massive endorphin release from it that your body then craves that every day but so then you think it's good for you but how long can we actually maintain that heavy and high intensity every day for generally it's a lot less than you think the maximum that people can do that i've found is about nine months before they get start to burnt out or Mm. they get bored of it or they don't want to continue. And that's when they actually don't want to exercise anymore because they've taken it to its absolute peak and they don't know how to come back from that. Mm. And anything back from that almost feels like they're being lazy.
0: Mm. And they don't like it. That's the thing. It's got to be trickled in where it is. And you've got to understand that you can't see that every day. It's the same as eating peanut butter ice cream or something. You know, like every day, every day, every day, every day. It's all good at the beginning and it's what you crave. And then by the time 10 months come past of eating that every day, it's all of a sudden you don't want that anymore. You don't
1: want peanut butter ice cream. It's a worst that's, thing in the that's world.
0: That's exactly right. And if you see another yes. bit for that again, but at the beginning, it's seen as a great thing and I get so many results out of this and I'm doing this and everything. And there's only so much fatiguing of that certain energy system continually without recovery Mm. that it can go until it burns out and then yeah, people either as we've talked about injuries usually Mm. start to happen little niggles becomes big screams and things like that repetitive with it and and sort of Mm. having a look at that and how it's going
1: and even just then you look at the other side of that and the injuries thing is massive but the Ones that you can't see are sometimes the most dangerous. So you have your adrenal fatigue, you have your nervous system burnout, all of these things. Like adrenal fatigue, that's really hard to come back from. But the amount of people that go through it from training heavy and intense every single day, six days a week, it's massive. It's huge. And same with your nervous system. Your nervous system is something that you can't see and you can't really feel. But if you're waking up in the morning feeling tired, that's generally a really good sign that either your adrenals or your nervous system isn't going great. Something there isn't working for you. If you're training heavy and intense every day, that's a very, very likely cause of what that issue is. Hmm. Um, Because then that starts to push us towards that more fatigue scale. You have that brain fog every day and you're like, I'm being healthy, I'm eating the right things, I feel like I'm sleeping enough and you can't really put your finger on what it could be that you need to either cut out or put into your life. But generally, it's just that that training's way too intense and you start to get that brain fog and fatigue from it, which then pushes us into a backward progression as well. So, then you keep training thinking that it's healthy for you and yeah. you need to push through it because you're going to be strong and push through this because it's healthy for yeah, you.
0: no pain, no gain.
1: No pain, no gain. But then you get this backwards progression because your nervous system's going backwards, your adrenals are going backwards, therefore your body starts to shut down piece by piece by piece, you're actually going to get muscle wastage. Generally, you're going to get some appetite changes. Most of the time it's a loss of appetite. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just get into this spiral of going backwards and it's so hard to see when you're in it.
0: Yeah, because you think as you've got used to something that you enjoy and this is what you have, we we have a lot of people walk out of the gym and if they haven't sweated or really struggled for the day, they feel like they haven't worked out. Yeah. And when you've got people that are coming to the gym um, five days a week, six days a week, to be able to let them do that every day at a certain intensity. Sometimes we just want people to have walked out of here, yes, they've sweated, core temperature has gone up, it's just enough to to create that, like they've just had that, not... Super hard.
1: No, I was on the floor afterwards That's exactly and it took me right. 10 minutes to even to breathe get over. up. Yeah, it's not. Because most programming is written assuming that you're going to have three to four intense days and one to three light days per week. Yep. Light slash rest slash recovery days per yep. week. That's the general assumption. So, even if you have a six-day program written for mm. you, the assumption is that you're only going to do three to four days intense and you're going to have at least one to three light rest recovery days
0: mm. each week. Yep. And, that, and that's a bit of training age or um, experience as yes. well with people. That's assumed in some of those programs is that you can read it or as you go, you can listen to your body and not do that mm-hmm. exact per written. But if you're doing it exactly as written, there'll yeah. be some days potentially, this is just GPP as we've talked about, is that you'll feel like you don't want to do that. Yeah. That's just too much. And And in some cases, it'll just force you to cut back. Mm. Your body will just end up going, we're not doing this.
1: Yeah, no, thank you. We're not I doing want to this, do this again. Anymore. You'll
0: just feel like you can't get going. It's continually hard to do or you'll just feel that it's like, say, it's a 10 RPE when it should only be a 5. or well, yeah. this should only feel like a 6, but for you it feels like a 10 today.
1: Yeah, and that'll you know, take a while it. too just on that is to actually get your RPE scale set. Like it's going to take you a little bit of training. Some people it can take 3 months, 6 months, a year, 2 years to actually get that RPE scale and know exactly where they're hitting each day and know how to do that some people don't have multiple gears yet they haven't developed it yeah they have one gear and it's flat out mm. so it's something that you have to work on developing
0: yeah yeah because exactly, it's only like, like it, is, it is there's something you can do that for so long exactly because then it ends up just cutting back and all just regress like you're just going backwards instead of actually going forwards and you'll yeah people end up coming in 100 mile an hour and then all of a sudden six eight twelve months they hate it or Mm. They start to drop off and they don't want to do that anymore. So, it's definitely mm. something to do. So, we see see that and that just picks up on injury frequencies yeah. and stuff like that. So, it just picks up on stuff. And then you also see sometimes even when just doing this as a general class thing is if you're following and you're turning up uh, and people have written it thinking that you're you're having a day or two days off in the week. Then next people throw in an extra workout that they want to do on the weekends uh, that they think looks great and they're going to do it on the weekend and next thing they come back the following week and they can't understand but they can hardly move or it's really sore or stuff like that so it's it's yeah understanding that sometimes those extras that you do is is not accounted for in your programming week and you throw them in at the end and then come into the gym and Coaches can't understand why you're going backwards.
1: Exactly. When you're doing more on the weekend. You have to integrate all of the work you're doing physically. You need to integrate together and make sure it gets put together in a nice present, put a bow on it. Um, it's not all disjointed and everywhere, and you're trying to put it together. And when Just we consider that hour the a day, result.
0: most people are doing exactly hour to two hours a day. That might, you know, at like hour, most. hour and a half. It's I think it's usually about nervous systems, like about 45 minutes yeah. to an hour before it shuts off. You know, before yeah. inputs that you're putting in start aren't to become again. yeah, aren't benefit. And it's like I've had enough. Exactly. That's it from here. So, yeah, so any training, training sometimes without that recovery of over an hour or two hours, it sort of ends up being a waste in certain sections. So, you need to break that down into bite sized pieces. Mm. Hence, why you end up with working and resting. Yeah. things. So otherwise you can end up doing that. But um, but yeah, is there anything else there you wanted to chat around training and um, helping people?
1: I think that is all. And I think that's a good place to leave it. Mm, um, nice. But if you have any questions on any of this, anything to do with either your intensity, your training program, how to put your sprinkles on your non-sexy stuff, mm. um, anything like that, um, just let us know. You can either send us an email or a DM and we would be more than happy to help you out. Have a chat. Um, but other than that have an absolutely amazing week and then we will chat to you soon thank you viewers for tuning in to another episode of 360 view you can follow us on instagram at 360view.co to stay up to date with everything we're doing and tag us in your podcast listening if you found value in today's episode leave us a like a review and a five star rating if you know someone who could benefit from listening to this episode give it a share and if you have any questions shoot us a DM on instagram and we'll answer them on the show Thanks again, viewers, and we'll chat to you in the next one.